if I can, you know, through Aboriginal ways, just reach out to some of our mob. Working with the wider non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Nina Marnie. Welcome to Aboriginal Way, produced by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Caleb Sweeting, and before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting today from Radio Adelaide on Ghana land. So I'd like to pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. Each episode, we share First Nations stories and Native Title news from across South Australia. So, let's get into it. On February 13 every year, Australia marks the anniversary of the National Apology to the Stolen Generations. In South Australia, we usually commemorate the apology by former Prime Minister Kevin Rudd by attending the apology breakfast. But this year, COVID has forced Reconciliation SA to cancel the breakfast. So on the line, I have Shona Reid, who is the CEO of Reconciliation SA, and she's going to share a new way we can celebrate the day this year. So Shona, I welcome you back to Aboriginal Way. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. No problem. And so I did want to know, why did you decide to cancel the breakfast this year? In We were a little bit worried in December when those cases started to rise um, and uh, for us, there was no no hesitation when it came to the to the decision that we have a breakfast of nearly two thousand people in one room at one time, and I don't think um, for me personally and as an organisation, you know, a single transmission of COVID for um, an elderly First Nations person or someone with a low immune system, and, and our community has so much of that we we just did not want to take that risk and um so we decided that we would quickly what's the word from 2021 pivot um pivot yes definitely absolutely so we thought you know we can still do a commemoration but let's not do it on a face-to-face right now not everyone has been vaccinated um it is really really important for us to still be able to commemorate but the face-to-face for us um, was still a little bit too much of a high risk for us to do. So we're really, really grateful that we're able to have some talents around us to pull together a commemorative film that we can air free for everybody now um, to watch and participate in. Yeah. Can you um, can you fill me in with this film? How did it come together? Oh, it, very quickly. <laughs> um, it, 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 is, it has come together with, um, the willingness and the graciousness of so many people, Caleb, and I'm, I'm really honoured, I suppose, to live and work in a state where uh, First Nations artists put their hand up and say, we can do things quickly, where, um, you know, we have um, uh, Robert Taylor um, and Nancy Bates put their hand up and, and who work closely with Adelaide Symphony Orchestra um, and pulled together some beautiful pieces of music to um, you know, express the feelings of the commemoration and, and what we're talking about today, uh, you know, today, as in you know, when it, when it airs on on Sunday, um, we, you know, wonderful um, creative pieces undertaken by some First Nations people here in South Australia to 
to bring light to the thoughts and words of um, some leaders in our community in the past about their interaction in the stolen generation era and, and undertaking some monologues of some quotes that have been undertaken in the past. And, and I think the other part of it is that this year, I don't know if everybody knows, is the 25th anniversary of the inquiry into the forcible removal of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their family. So it's the 25th birthday um, or, or 25th anniversary of the tabling of the Bring Them Home report. And we worked really hard to find the people that were involved in, you know, pulling that report together. So we managed to get uh, so wonderfully um, P- Professor uh, Marianne Binsalik, who was the co-commissioner here for South Australia, um, and she represented South Australian um, communities and heard all the submissions and, and, and helped with the crafting of the South Australian component to that report. We also managed to get hold of Professor Michael Levart, who was the Attorney General that called for the inquiry um, all those many years ago, um, the Federal Attorney General. So um, we did um, we did we did try and contact Professor McDodson. Unfortunately, he was he was unable to, to be there, but gave us his well wishes. But um, I had a wonderful conversation with them both about um, the Bring Them Home report, their hopes and and desires for it, the unfinished business that remains, um, but also about the footprint it left on their life um, forever. And that was just fascinating um, to hear them talk from a personal level, not just not just from a commissioner and attorney general, a previous attorney general level, but from their from their, from their very personal and, and very deep level. It, it was such a privilege to talk with them as well. Yeah. And is that incorporated into this film? Absolutely. So... Um, I, it's an amazing piece. Um, you know, we, we have two beautiful um, music performances. We have an amazing Welcome to Country, um, a, a wonderful dialogue um, of creative words um, provided to us um, by Pasco Bourne and uh, Jodie Ellis. And we also have that have a Zoom conversation. We, unfortunately, we couldn't get the cameras up to Darwin and Sydney, but we have a Zoom conversation with Professor Michael Lavarch and Professor Marianne Binsalek. Wow. This sounds like so much to pull together because I remember seeing advertisements for the breakfast, right? So yeah. what has that period, what has that time period been like to pull this together exactly? Oh, uh, I think we've had uh, four weeks, if that, um, to get uh, complete music arrangements made, um, Zooms, uh, creative pieces filmed. There's, it, there's been a mammoth effort, and that's why I'm so humbled by um, the amazing people we have here in South, and the talents here in South Australia to be able to move so quickly, you know, to produce something and uh, that we can all see and, and we all can sit back and watch. And we're going to leave this live on our website and our YouTube channel um, for people to watch in the weeks and years to come. And um, you know, something that we can keep recorded and keep showing people because the conversations are just too important. The messages are just too important. Um, you'll hear in the conversation piece um, with um, you know Professor Lavarch and Professor Binsalek that that the rate rate of child removal is, is still high in our in our state and in our country, and we are now dealing with um, trauma on trauma on trauma in our communities and our children um, and connection to culture 
um, is so important, and it it it, it, it is a, such an important topic. We just cannot afford, we cannot afford to forget, um, you know, the legacy that's left from the, from from the removal policies of the past. It is not an old issue. It is not something we can forget about. And I think we we received this message strong in in the uh, in the film that's going to come out on Sunday at six. Yeah, certainly. And I'll just say that, honestly, it's very impressive that you've been able to pull that together in that short amount of time. So congratulations on that. And I did want to talk more about the stolen generations because it isn't just a generation. What are some of the issues that we still have? Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of legacy um, that has been left from, um, you know, the very purposeful and intentful era of removing children based on race. Um, you know, we have uh, an extremely high rate of uh, First Nation children being removed from their families. Uh, we're talking, you know, fourth, fifth generations now. I'm not the authority on that and, and I certainly applaud, uh, you know, the child protection sector as a whole in um, confronting some of this and, and manoeuvring, but you know, there is such a long way still to go in that. I mean, we can definitely see, uh, I think this also impacts, uh, you know, a really important topic uh, today that that we talk about and we're having conversations currently around um, young people in detention. You know, our, um, you know, young First Nations children as young as 10 are in detention um, and, and we all have to do a bit of reflection about you know, our own when we were 10 years old or, or looking at our children and our grandchildren at the age of 10 and and do they really belong in a prison? You know, this is these are the questions that are still confronting us today. They are legacy pieces from the the forcible removal policies. And as a, as a society, we have a responsibility to say, you know, it's more than just, oh, yeah, the apology's done and that's okay. There are legacy issues that still require our attention because that is the unfinished business in this this space. And I don't want to take um, away some of the conversations that are going to happen in in this film. You will you will hear Professor Lavarch and Professor Binsalek talk about this, um, and I think it's really really important um, that we are able to truly listen to that and think about um, you know our role. In going forward in that and, and what role do we have in advocating and what role do we have in cutting red tape, what role do we have in listening and what role do we have uh, in our own circles to debunk myths, to um, activate our passions, to activate our talents. We all have the capacity to do something. We all have some level of agency in this. We've just got to activate that. And it's it's not just organisational responsibilities, it's personal responsibilities. And, and that's my encouragement for people who, who watch the watch commemorative film, think about their part in this and uh, and have conversations and don't let this topic die because it's not it's not something in the past. It's something that's very relevant today. Yeah. And and I mean even this week, we did have Grace Tame who said that an advocate is only as strong as their supporters, which is what I think you're kind of saying here. So what can what can people do if they do want to support reconciliation in our state? Absolutely. Look, we uh, get in touch with us. You know, we, we 
we're a very small not-for-profit, but we are a member-based organisation. We release a lot of information. We put a lot of time and effort into collecting current information about what's going on in South Australia and what's going on um, across the nation and, and even internationally. It's really important that we keep our eye on the movements that are happening. We, we support campaigns around uh, Raise the Age. We support campaigns that look at equity and equality in our community and, and hopefully we're able to give you um, some guidance through just through our networks, our social media, get on, get on our e-news. Um, we often have lots of information in that space. I think the other part of this is, um, you know, and you'll, and you'll hear in the commemorative film, is that the underlying themes to not just the Bringing Home report but, but the... Uh, the um, Royal Commission to Aboriginal Deaths in Custody, into the many inquiries we've had in many different states is is around First Nations voices and um, having a place um, in spaces and at tables that make decisions. And we support wholly, wholly the, the Uluru Statement from the Heart and um, the call for First Nations voices to be front and centre constitutionally. But I ask people you know, when you're thinking about reconciliation and thinking about your part in that, how do you enable First Nations voice in your world, in, in your office, in your boardroom, in your staff meeting? How do you enable those voices to be not only spoken, but to be heard by the collective? And, and as a reconciliation ally, um, sometimes the most important thing is to stop talking, start listening and open up those airways. Great advice. And if people do want to find out more about Reconciliation SA, they can head to reconciliation.sa.org.au. Nearly. 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 That's all right. It's reconciliationsa.org.au. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. All right. Follow that one. And I guess I did want to round off today, Shona, by asking you what the apology means to you each year, because... It's going to be on Sunday if people are listening to this, so the 13th of Feb. What does the day mean to you? For me, it's really complex and I think it's complex um, for lots of people. Um, you know, pulling this thing together, I often forget um, my own family's legacy and history in this space and it is, um, it is, uh, it is deep and it is deep-rooted. Uh, it explains a lot about um, our family's journey through life. And for me, I think about my grandmother and my great-grandmother and I, uh, I look at my kids and I hope that um, I can honour my ancestors and their journey. Um, you know, it's a day of relief that there was an apology. It's a day of sadness because it happened. Um, it's a day where I want to honour and respect South Australian and Australian First Nations um, peoples overall because all of us have been affected in some way. But most of all for me, it is um, a time where, you know, I need to close my eyes and breathe for a second because, you know, it, it, it really does play a really big part on who we are as individuals, who we are as a community. And uh, I truly hope that other people can close their eyes and take a breath and think about how it affects them either directly or indirectly. Mm -hmm. 
taking a breath, definitely. I think we all need to do that. Um, Shona, I did want to ask as well, where can people watch this film? Absolutely. That's a really good point. Yes. Um, <laughs> we Obviously, um, we will, we're feeding this out um, uh, free and on many platforms. We will have it on Facebook, um, our Facebook page. We will have it on Instagram TV, on our Instagram TV. We will also have it on our, our YouTube channel. So if you subscribe to our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe, uh, what do you call it? Subscribe, yeah, yeah, subscribe, like, um, follow. They'll all be loaded up. At, they'll be loaded up for you to watch. They will be permanently placed on our YouTube channel. If in doubt at all, go to our website. Um, have a look at our um, reconciliationsa.org.au website, and there is a there is a blog in there that gives you all the information about how you can access this film on Sunday at six but also um, any time after that. And, you know, how about how about people think about having their own little morning tea and giving a showing in your office? Oh, that's um, a great is, idea, yep. This is a free asset for everybody to watch. Take the time and then take the time to have a conversation. Um, and just be mindful, though, um, that, that this is a hard topic for many people. Um, there's a lot of cultural loading that we have to have as, you know, First Nations people in this space. Um, take the time to listen and learn, um, but also pay respects and, and maybe provide a bit of space to those that are really deeply impacted by, uh, you know, this particular, um, you know, area of, um, of interest for many, which is um, those affected by the stolen generation policies. Thank you so much, Shona, for talking with me today. And if people do want to find out more, again, what's that website? <laughs> it's www.reconciliationsa.org.au. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aboriginal Way. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on any podcasting platform. And if you like what you're listening to, why not leave a review? My name is Caleb Sweeting, and as always, I'll catch you next time.